This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good evening, and welcome back to Asking for a Friend, Bershus to Rabbanim Shlita, Bershus, the leadership of Gadis Yisrael, Bershus, one of those who was so instrumental in conceiving this panel, and in the success of this panel over the years, Baruch Hashem, Rabbi Nechem of the Board of Trustees of Gadis Yisrael, and Bershus, all of you, dear friends, two quick stories. Raburi Deitch Schlitter, the Rebbe of Forest Park, lived in Montreal for several years. He was a Rosh Kail, as, as do I. Not a Rosh Kail, lived in Montreal. And he would say Chaburis in our shul. Well, about the shul, he'd come in Sunday morning and say Chaburis. One Sunday he comes in and he's in the courtroom, he's hanging up his hat. And he says, yeah, Baba Kama, Gimel Omid Beis, right? So I happened to be standing there and somebody said, it's not Gimel Omid Beis, this week. So he said, oh, I was, it was a misunderstanding. So this person told the Rosh Kail, either you could say on last week's Sogya, it's not a big deal, Da'ilam still remembers it, or we could push it off to next week, it's okay. Srebui, as is his way without any ceremony or any hype or any drama, said, no, no, give me a moment, and he put, put his head down, maybe three minutes. And he said, okay, I'm ready, and he went in and he delivered a Chabura, which was brilliant, and profound, and like everything he says, clear and comprehensible. That's story number one. Story number two, my wife and I was Zaycha that our son, my oldest son, went to learn in the Mir Yeshiva in Yerushalayim, this man. So after Sukkot, he took a Bechina, as is normal. The Bechin for the Mir Yeshiva was after Sukkot, was on the phone, was the Silver Spring Rosh Yeshiva, Baran Lapiansky Shlita. So my son was very excited, it's supposed to talk to Rosh he hangs up the phone. I said, Yitzchak, how was it? He said, it was very good. It was actually amazing. I said, what was amazing? He said, you know, Tati, to ask me questions on the Gemara, any moderate Talmud Chacham could ask somebody else questions on what they're learning. You don't have to be. He says, but a shtikl taira. On the Namanus of the Isha, who was Mizkadeshas, al yadei shliach, what about Eidech and Emen Bisurim, and the Machlaikas, Taisas and the Rosh, Ksubis, Rabbi Kiva Eger, that, that the Silver Spring Rosh Shiva, who's not I don't know what he's learning. Sounds like he's learning that this second, that he's holding with me all the way through that shtikl taira. He didn't know what I was going to say that about. How does someone get there? How does someone do that? I think that what my son was expressing was the timeless, awe-inspired reaction of a yid who's exposed to a genuine Talmud Chacham. And I would suggest that what we're about to see tonight, Be'ezus Hashem, is not a different facet to their personality. It's the same thing. Because somebody who's immersed in taira in the world of, of Taisus and the Rosh Hashanah and the Ksais, has what to say on every subject, because the Torah has what to say on every subject in the world. So it's all one thing. Torah is not facts, and Torah is not information. It's not dry. It's alive and vibrant and relevant, and people who learn Torah have what to say on everything. So along with the chizik we'll get, along with the guidance we'll get, and along with the advice we'll get now, it's an opportunity to reinforce to ourselves just how fortunate we are to have Talmidei Chachamim, and to have Talmidei Chachamim who have the achrayas and the heart and the generosity of the spirit to address that which concerns other yidin and sits on their hearts. Ashreinu matayv chalkeinu umanam gairileinu.
how do we transmit the message to our children that the Rebbein Shalom is tayv umetiv and everything he does is good and he's looking to reward us for doing good while not forgetting about the concept of schar va'inish. It seems to me that these days there's two messages. It's either Hashem is out to get us or no matter what you do, Hashem is happy, it's all good, l'chaim. I, I, in general, I would say, Kuzari says in many places that the Torah did not want to stress any one particular Veda. The Torah wanted to balance all of the kaychas of a person. And somehow we always tend to get swayed. You have to just love your child, love your child, love your child unconditionally. Or... You know, spare the rod and spoil the child, spare the rod and spoil the child. And for somehow, people think it's either or. It's a, a, a person needs in life a lot of encouragement and also moments where you're not successful. It's, it's, Chinuch is when in the big picture, a child, I had Rebbeim who sometimes were wary of a boy that was always successful, and they would sometimes give him a question that he couldn't answer. In other words, to bring home the point, a person can stumble. A person can do something wrong. But there's a big picture. The big picture is what you're doing is good, and you mean well, and you're trying. You also need to become aware occasionally of shortcomings. So if we, if we create an atmosphere like that, which is the right atmosphere, that's the emis. Kaddish Baruch Hu loves us. Loving us means that when things are wrong, it's pointed out to us. That's what it's about. And taking that in context and, and hearing, you hear a story about sometimes, you know, I did this and I failed. I was too eager. I was overconfident. If you share that with a child, and he gets an understanding that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sometimes lets us see our mistakes. In the big picture, it needs to be, uh, there needs to be an aura of positive and ahava. I just want to preface my remarks by mentioning a small anecdote that happened with one of the G'dayle Talmidei HaChazinesh that he once exited the Chazanish room, Chazanish's room and he says he feels bad every time he comes to speak to his Rebbe because Yadiminut felt asifkotten Chazanish. Every minute that he speaks to the Chazanish, he is depriving the world of a sifkotten of Chazanish. And I'm afraid that every moment that the audience hears me is depriving the Tzibur of a sifkotten of the Rosh Hashiva's Das Taira. And... I, I would ask the Eilam just to view my responses as giving the Rosh Hashiva the privilege of Litin Rebach Ben Advekim to be Mizbainen, and this will be a, a light musical interlude between hearing the Das Tayyar of the Rosh Hashiva, Shlita. I think I would like to hire two people to write my biography. Maybe a scholar and 
whether or not it's true, it'll make great reading, Baruch Hashem. So, having, having said that, I would just want to, in the Lashon of Chazal, just to perhaps continue where the Rashiv had left off. I think at the core of this question is our definition of what toiv means. We say, is the, is the Rabbi Nishlam good or is the Rabbi Nishlam out to get us? And, the, and the, this paradox and this contradiction is because we tend to define toiv as the way we perceive what toiv is. We often confuse, in the words of the Goin, the concept of toiv with the concept of orev or moil. The Gro often says that the, all events that occur to us can be divided positively into three categories. Toiv, good. Orev, pleasant. And moil, beneficial. And we often expect to assume that toiv is synonymous with orev and moil. But even a cursory reading of Messiah Sisharim tells us that there's only one definition of toiv, and that's Lidovic in the Rabbeinu Shalom. And that is because the Rabbeinu Shalom is toiv, and the greatest toiv he gives us is the opportunity for dveikus. That's the purpose of our life, and as the Ramban says, that's the soif of the life of every year, quoting the Ebenezer. The greatest distress and despair and anguish that the human being can ever be in is to live a life which he feels is senseless and meaningless. And the greatest joy and the greatest peace that a person can ever sense is that everything that occurs to him has transcendent meaning. And therefore, when we say that the Rabbeinu Shalom is a toivumative, that means what, however it appears to us, given that it is designed by Hashgachasa Yisbarach, it's bringing us towards the toiv of Lihidovik boy. And the inspiration that I believe that we can transmit to our children is there's no greater, greater joy than knowing. And every moment that we exist, every breath we take, every movement we make, is something which the Rabbeinu Shalom has designed for us as our path to Dveikos. And that's the greatest toiv a human being can ever strive for. And Orev and Moil is sometimes a gift that the Rabbi Nishem allows us to sense in the immediate here and now. But ultimately we cling to the fact that the Rabbi Nishem, who is a Toiv Umetiv, has given us the greatest opportunity for Toiv, which is Lidovic Boy. The Gemara in, in Erechin says, in, in a number of places in Chazal, in Toiv El which means that the greatest path we have towards Dveikos is through Eisek and therefore, in practice, that means a life dedicated to the study and the ideals and living the path towards Taiva. Okay, so let me follow up with another question that maybe brings, the, brings out the point of what he's trying to ask here. I'm going to read it the way it was written. What is Das Taira about happy ending stories? Somebody did this mitzvah or that mitzvah, and miraculously, the tumor disappeared. On one hand, we know that mitzvahs and tefillahs have tremendous power. But on the other hand, the Rabbi Nishalom set up in a world that we don't always see the happy ending. And a lot of the leaflets in shul and a lot of the popular books that sell amuna are always so-and-so missed their flight and that this is what happened to the plane. And anybody who lives in reality knows that's not the way real life works. Is it, does it help with amuna? Does it harm amuna? Is it a good thing? 
He also wrote over here, the Amuna story book industry is selling happy endings, but I don't like to take on the book industry, so I'm leaving that part out of the question. Um, I think you touched on a very important topic. I'll, I'd like to share a story that I read. One of the stories that made a tremendous ration on me, recently it was a few months ago, was in a Hebrew Yated, and a person had been given... A younger man in Nebrak was offered a job. Now, it's a as you know, one of the growth industries is elections. They come very often, and they, they, it's, it's, it's keeping a lot of people occupied in many ways. One of the things that the government gives money for is every party is allowed to have people at every poll, at every election poll, to watch and make sure there's no shit going on. The government pays for it. So the, um, this younger man was offered a job. It paid 2,000 shekel, which is, which is comparable to a month's salary for Nicola. So this younger man took it, agreed. And then when he found out where it was, he realized it's not exactly the place for maybe a younger man to sit on a hot summer day. And he didn't... He, um, he, he, so he had a lot of conniptions. He didn't know. What, what should, he, should he go, not go? He, he wasn't... He knew the right things not to go, and he didn't go. He, he said that he's not going. You know, he, he canceled in time, and he lost the 2,000 shekel. He said, a week later, I was walking in the street, and guess what I found? No, I didn't find 2,000 shekel. I didn't even find 200 shekel. I found myself. And I think that's the ruach of stories we should tell our children. Because Ramchal says, Derech Hashem, Hashkacha means HaKadosh Baruch Hu is leading me towards my tikkun. Exactly like I've already said. Um, it's, it, it means we're here in this world to develop into the people we need to be. We try to do that everything be best. We go to doctors to be healed. We work to make Parnassa, and that's why we have the right to be misfile for it. Anything that we have area of Ishtadlis, we do. But in retrospect, whatever happened to a person changed a person, made the person a different person and a better person. And if we understood that, it would make so much more sense. Yes, everyone here in the audience can reflect back on difficult times they've had and challenges that they have, and we can understand that we changed because of it. Something in us changed, and we're better people for it. So if we were able to convey that to our children, that a person sometimes, some person once shared with me, his son did not get accepted to me, Shiva was very upset, there was somebody I know a bit, and his son then went to a different yeshiva. And a few months later, the father called me. He said, you know, it was the best thing that ever happened to my son because it forced him to make a chajma nefesh. And, and he took himself, you know, into his hands and he, and he changed. So I think that that should be the messages. Yes, there are nisim, but a lot more than nisim. Every moment, there's something there. I want to add one more thing. I, I, I don't want to hog the thing, but I think this is such an important topic for us. 
It says, Gam ke'elich begeitzal moves la'ira ra. So let's give a marshal. A child is going in a place that's dark, spooky, screaming, crying, a hospital, a place that a child is actually frightened. And a child is frightened. There's a world of difference if his father is giving him a hand or if he's lunging alone. A child lunging alone is terrified and, and, and can't function. If a father's holding him, he's in pain, cries, but there's a sense that he's going someplace. When we have difficult times, besides the difficulty, there's a sense of, I'm a lost person. It's meaningless. But understanding doesn't mean that we'll be saved. It means someone is taking me through this experience. And it has meaning and has tachlis. I think that's the most important message. That's the core of Ashkach and Amuna. That's what we need to teach our children. I would only continue just where the Rosh Hashiva ended. We find a reference to this subject in the Ksavim of Reb Levenstein, the revered Panovich Mashgiach, where Reb both instructs us practically how to use such stories and the Hashkafa around them. As is familiar, Reb would often instruct people to deliberately seek instances of Hashgacha Pratis in their own lives and in the lives of others. And he explained that the purpose of doing that is because the Rabbeinu Shalom every so often shows us a flash of his Gilui and his Hashgacha. There's a Loshan of the Ramban on the Pasuk, Achrei Hashem Elokeichem Teilechu, Pasuk in Dvarim, where the Ramban quotes a Sifri that the Sifri says, Achrei Hashem Elokeichem Zuha Onon. And the Ramban asks that that can't be a mitzvah dairis because we don't have an onan. And the Ramban says that here there's a mitzvah in the Lashon of the Ramban, She Na'amin Le'oisoisov. The Rabbi Shalom every so often sends an indicator. That's a way in which the Rabbi Shalom is mashgiach on the Bria. So statistically we can perhaps say there is many stories with non-happy endings than happy endings. But the understanding is that if a story with, just to use the language of the question, that ends with a happy ending, it's a way the Rabbi Shalom has just pulled back the curtain and been megala tefach in midas chazda yizbarach. And we have to understand that that's what the purpose of the story is. It's to inspire us that there's a hanhogel called meitzitz minacharakim, that despite the hestaponer of the Rabbi Shalom, there's still hashgacha. That doesn't mean we'll always see it, and that doesn't mean we'll always benefit from it in a way that we can perceive. But we, if we understand that the story is to inspire us, that there is such a mid of meitzitz minacharakim, then we can use it constructively, says Reb to take us through periods of darkness. I'm hearing a little bit of a, not a machlaikas, but there's a little bit of a, a nafkamina la halacha between the two answers. That means according to the Rav, these stories are important. I just want to push back to the Roshiva directly. The Roshiva is saying, tell you a story, the kid, the guy lost his money, and guess what? He didn't find his money. It's, it's what we call uh, litvish uh, mysis. Those, those kind of stories. <laughs> go, go and sell books to the litvish demographic. Litvish always lose the money. That's the, the <laughs> <laughs> And All the litvish people will borrow it from each other. Um, but my question, look in Chazal, uh, and it blew out, and 
he said, and look, he had a happy ending. And Maisa, the Chayat, and he opened the fish, and he found, we, we see that again and again in Chazal and in the Vidrashim, that Chazal told us Mamish these kind of stories. I, I, I think that what you're asking and, and the point he's making is exactly it. Life is complex. And we look at the moments of extraordinary positive things as the Gilui, and that's where Chazal pointed out certain things. Chazal also tells us about terrible chubanas. This happened because of this, accounts of our counts and this and that. They're not, no Quranius of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the end. It's a way in which it rectifies something. So a child, if you want to give a chinuch of a real world, a real world consists of things that were needed to um, correct us, and like he said in Giluyim, that there's tov at the end. Um, those, those are things that complement each other, as, as they do. In HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Megal himself, both in the tov that's unusual, and the Peronius that are unusual. And understanding that they both have tachlis in it. That's the main point. Once it happened, we need to understand what do we need to internalize. And, and, and teaching a child both of them is, is, is equally important. Questions come in every year, and, and credit again to Godot Yisrael that facilitates this, this forum. The questions are more every year, hundreds of questions. The overwhelming majority of questions were on one topic this year. It's, it's a painful topic, but if this is what the Tiba wants to know, then it behooves us to address it. I'm going to read one out of about 25 questions that, that were more or less the same. So it's raw, and it's painful, and, and this is the language of the question. In my role in the community, I have the privilege of enjoying a close relationship with a number of older women who have not yet found their zivugim. From intelligent, put-together, capable, wonderful ladies who are suffering silently through the terrible pain of loneliness, and yet they forge ahead. They put on brave smiles, face each day, wishing mazel tov at simchas, volunteering with chesed organizations, and donating generously to other worthy causes. The Gutter Convention has discussed so many crises. Have we accepted this reality? What are we doing? And on an, on, on, on an individual level, what are we doing to make sure that these women do not feel degraded and marginalized? In a cu- culture that so strongly values a bias, Nehmed Yisrael, they're made to feel like misfits. How can we work on appreciating these remarkable women, including them in our families, neighborhoods, and communities, and to support them in general? This subject is so deeply painful it's such a Tsaras Rabbim that it's difficult to really address and difficult to speak about. Just thinking about it, it such, causes such Tsar, such Yogon, that our initial reaction has to be to be Noiseba oil in this Gezeira Ayuma that the Rabbi Nishalaylam has somehow been manig Klalisrol in at this point, reasons which certainly are very difficult to understand. Having, having said that, the definition that a, an Isha is given from, by the Rabbi Nishalom Kiviochel himself is that's the reason why Chava is called Chava. The definition of an Isha is to be an aim. And therefore, an Isha 
who is deprived of that understandably feels the anguish, pain. The Gemara in the fifth parak of Brachas, Chano, who was married and the Rabbeinu Shalalem had not yet granted her the bracha of a child, the expression that Chazal uses, he tichodvarim klape malo. Borosobi, borosobi, borosobi. This part of the guf and this part of the guf in order to be able to have children. But at the same time, we have to also understand that the Loshan of the Gemara is he tichodvarim klape malo, which Reb Chaim Veloshan and Nefesh Chaim says means that ultimately she was asking for the tsar hashchina that there is in the fact that not every Isha is given the chance to be an aim of a chai. So we're not just speaking about the tsara of those who are in the Loshan of Chazal, but clearly we're speaking about the tsar of shechina of all those who've been deprived of being imois b'Yisrael. And therefore we're left wondering and bewildered, Loma osa Hashem kachalonu. The tsar shechina must be oyem v'noira. It's so difficult to know what to say and it's so difficult to know how we can offer chizuk because we learn halachas of tefillah from Chano. Chano taught Klal Yisrael how to daven. Kamo hilchasa gavarosa shmi'inon minei. Chano taught Klal Yisrael to daven. And the sugya of tefillah is learned from an isha yearning to be an aim kol chai. But we understand from the Sifre Avaida that being an aim doesn't just mean literally giving life in the form of physical birth, but it means creating a kli for bracha. And therefore, as a tzibur, we need to be creative in harnessing the immense talent, the dedication, the drive, the selflessness of these noshim who are still waiting for their tefillahs to be accepted so that they can become imohis in a broader sense of the word, creating opportunities in the kihila for bracha to come, to create opportunities for chesed and for all, for all taif. It can only assure all those parents and all those who are waiting for their Yeshua that Rabbonim, Rosh Yeshivas, and Sheitzibur are keenly, cleanly aware of the need to, so to speak, involve themselves in trying to mitigate what was possible to mitigate in this terrible tzara. I would only add, and Rashiva, of course, will speak to this, that this is a real example of the chayshech of Golos. Because we understand that what's created this very great difficulty is on the one hand the need to be mechanech b'nei Torah for many years as Bachrim, because that's necessary for their aliyah, and to somehow merge that with the need for b'nei Sisrael to enter Shiduchim at a relatively younger age. And we haven't yet found a way to bridge those two conflicting priorities. Chazal Bizmanom had ways to be mezavik zivukim. We have a sugi in the end of Tainis, of yoytzeis v'choylois bakromim. Chazal knew how to guide Klal Yisrael in how to create Zivugim. 
But in absence of that, we don't know how to. We're left with this paradox, with this stira between the Mahalach of Chinochabonim and the Mahalach of Chinochabonis, the Ein Itonu Yodea Adma. And we look towards the Gedele Hadorah to guide us. And Rabbonim recently have become very active trying to bring this issue again to the forefront of Moron on the Rosh Yeshiva, the Gedele Hadorah. I'm sorry, just to, to clarify something that I was saying. You're saying that for a bacha, that there's many people, Anoshim Gedalim among them, who think that Bacham should be starting Shadokim Yango, and that would solve the problem. I'm hearing from the Rav that he thinks that that's at the Cheshman of their learning, and yet they still think that. That means they're saying they're Mavatar on that growth and learning because of this, because they're on the Zebra? I, ca- I can't anticipate what the, Rosh, what the Moron on the Gedalim Hadar will decide. I'm only describing the difficulty, Basher Husham, that what has kept this problem seemingly intractable is because of the difficulty in resolving these two priorities in the Chinuch of Klal Yisra. What Marana will decide is Nitam to the Hachra of G'dayli Hadar. And this is, again, just to end with what we began with, our response really should be to be Noisa Ba'oil. This is so much a sorrow of Klal Yisra. It demands a solution. It's Mechaev us to look for solutions. B'siyata Dishmaya Hashiva Sheftenu Kvarishonu V'yatzenu Kvatchilo Noisy boil should be the first thing. People should lose sleep over it. I want to point out one Nakud, I think, another Nakud in Noisy boil, which really is hard to understand um, how anything could be done about it. People go through life. And they have accomplishments, they have disappointments. Child goes to school, yeshiva. They don't do as well on tests as they should. It's disappointing, and a child learns a little bit of disappointment. Some take it harder, and some easier, and so on. When a person is going out, shidduch, this is a boy or a girl, and you get one no, and another no, and another no, the message is, you're a worthless person. You're not wanted. Um, you're not desirable. Um, it, a woman is more sensitive than a man, but a man's the same thing. I, I don't know how that could change, um, but but the I, I mean, Siddish Mahalach, where they just meet before they get engaged as a formality. I, I'm not sure most people would still suit to that, but but to understand what it means. So even if, uh, let's say somebody. I did, got married, a girl got married at 21, or Bacha got married at 24. But they dated a dozen people that said no. It's, it's very, very difficult. And then to feel your value and to, and to be able to approach the next shidduch with um, feeling yourself is very difficult. I think we need to feel. We need to feel for it. That's one. Two, we have a terrible disease physical disease that is a great cause of Leno Vistalcus. And they always thought they would look for a cure for it. But over the years, they found many, many approaches that have helped a lot. I think if, if we look for the magic key, it's going to be difficult. It's hard to identify. It's hard to, to offer a radical solution that means restructuring. But a lot of things can be done. There are people involved in this Indian 
that are really worthy of every shevach, the, 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 the amount they put into it, and, and, and thinking about it and doing about it, and giving, helping find people that will be professional shatchanim, and well remunerated and, and, and willing to do it, do it professionally, linking together. There are many things that are helpful. Um, I also feel, and it's a problem that I think generally we approach, we come from a shtetl mentality, which means there was a shtat. Shtat had 60 families, 80 families, 100 families. 200 families was very mechubedik. Like Silver String. What? <laughs> Baruch Hashem, we're, we're, we're way past that. It, it was very mechubedik. A rav who was about kishrin and about das could know every family and everything on his fingertips. And he, could, and he could make judgments based on that. It works well for 100, 200, 300. Baruch Hashem, the numbers today, Ken Yerbu, Ken Yerbu, are staggering. We don't have tools. People, wanted, people speak, divorces are going up, Loleno. Does anyone have any idea? Everyone has a svara. Not, I'm not talking about why, I'm talking about what. Even in this critical crisis, there are some extraordinarily conflicting opinions. And it has to do, first and foremost, getting data. There are people who have initiative to try to get a finger on the problem. It requires, one, the cooperation of, let's say, high school, Manalos, Rosh Hashivas, so that we can get an accurate count of how many people have passed through the Yesias, what's and, and how many are married. It requires professional people who really know statistics is a mikzaya gadol. You can prove anything you want if you don't know what you're doing. To be able to get real insight, need somebody who understands our tzibur and understands mathematics. That's azalt nazach. That's real. And, and but we need it. We, we can deal with in a shtetl. We have a hundred. We know this person, that was the other person. Leon heard the numbers are staggering. So, so getting, being able. To get everyone to cooperate, to have data, to have professionals look at it, and to sit down and work it out so that at least we have an idea. Is this the problem? Is this the only problem? Are there more problems? One more area. I mean, people to coach people. People go out on shiduchim. And let's say you, let's take somebody who's naturally shy. If a person has anxiety, they don't present themselves well on a date. Boy or a girl. But you could help that person if you had good madrichim. A, a rav is not, shouldn't be the address for working with somebody because it requires time, it requires specific knowledge and, and focus. A rav can refer somebody, can tell somebody it would be good. These are things that will help a lot so that, that a person who has a natural problem, a person is shy, a person suffers from some... some a disability. If somebody were able to help the person, it, it would improve the process. It, it would help people. We need Erlacha people who are professionally trained to do both. Those are things that will help. Even a Hatzala Purta, I think, would make a tremendous difference. So that, the Roshiva is giving a practical answer to the question of what, what can we do. The Roshiva is saying something very practical. People are watching or listening. If they're able to coach, if they have that kind of training or that kind of that they could help. That's something they could do lemais and start working with singles and help them project better. But the problem is, if, if, if people are doing it in their spare time, 
and they're doing it as volunteers, there's a limit. And, and anything that the, the morale says on, on, on Avram Avinu, that it, it was a chisarin, not, not an avera, but the mid of chesed is never permanent. The mid of chesed is always, I give now, I'll give tomorrow. When, when somebody works for me, if he did his job, I have to pay him. But if I'm giving tzedakah, I don't, every, every time is a new nesina. So it's true that some of the people involved in this are extraordinary people. I've met with people. I'm nishtaymim and I have tremendous harakha. But if you want to have people engaged in this, if you want to have somebody who's a coach to help people in Shaduchim, it needs to be a mikzoya. Nobody would go to a doctor that does it as a, as a, as a hobby, spare time. This is, this is very important. It's in the fascist. And we need to have people that this will become their malacha. Somebody sent in a question now. They wrote, they're of a certain age, a girl. She wrote, should I just keep on davening and know with confidence that there is a bashart for me and I will get married? Could I daven with conviction that there's someone for me? A person needs to keep trying, head lifted up high, do because you're supposed to do it. But you also, the other side, this actually segues to what we said before, every person that wakes up every day has a tachlis and tafki. Um, I know somebody who's low laino, young, young, very young person, um, who is very sick and not be there It's been a long time. But his, his sense is if I woke up this morning, there's what to me to do. Making a bracha, helping somebody, doing something. It's, it's interesting. I mean, people will say nafkimina. In Europe, for Yeshiva Bachrim, Shiduchim was very hard. No girls wanted Yeshiva Bachrim. And Yeshiva became older and older. A group of perhaps the most chashiva bachrim in the Meir Yeshiva never got married. They came to America between their age that had passed a, a, a decade. At, they were older to start with. A decade had passed in Shanghai. And, and in America, American girl wasn't interested in and so on. But they created a Mokram Torah that was perhaps the Mokram for, for, for much Torah that is around today. And these were people who never said to have a, a, a home down. So, yes, it's easy to see because he's Rosh Hashiva, he's Rosh Hashiva, Rosh Hashiva. But every person, every person has a tafkit. And whatever Kaddish Baruch brings, brings by them, brings by every person, has a tachlis. So, so it, it, it's, the amuna has to be, I have a tachlis for what I am. And since a Kaddish Baruch wants me to get married, I, I need to believe and be mishtadl to do it. But those two things are not steers. We're going to move on. This year, Klal Yisrael saw a massive display of Kavad Atayra and support for the young light of Vesemad Shkavaya and Lakewood. It was beautiful. But I had a question. Tens of million dollars were raised and invested in the young light of Lakewood. But what if that same money was invested in helping those same young light, just moving them from Lakewood to out-of-town communities? Wouldn't it be win-win? Lakewood is oversaturated with not enough places in the schools and in the daycares. And out of town is experiencing a slow drain as an older generation in Cleveland and Detroit and in Toronto and Los Angeles and other such places is moving to Lakewood or elsewhere. Imagine we can revitalize these communities, which already have the infrastructure in place, the Meisters, and allow these younger light a place where they can really shine. Want to have you up in Lakewood and out of town? That's sort of I would a, love that, right? actually. Um, so first of all, it's, 
it's very important for Kalyasol to have a very strong center. Um, Navardic, which was very into Harbatsas and Afatsas Torah, had a very strong center and sniffing. So making Lakewood a very strong Makom is something that I think is very important. But promoting the ideal in every community that Torah was planted, it changed communities. It's, it's something which is Harbatsas Torah. If you live in an out-of-town community, even if, if, if you're working on a job, not Nechinuch, but, but you're there and you're an Erl Chayid and you, and you create an atmosphere, you change the world. And so it's not a, it should not be either or, but it should be something that people should see as an ideal. It's not easy for everybody, it's, but, but if, if we were brought up with that ideal that we're building Torah by being there, the Koylim in the out-of-town communities, and then I'm speaking um, you know, as part of a community that's, that's uh, out-of-town, the yeshiva there with the coal now, has, has made an incredible difference. And, and every place I go where I see a coil that's a vibrant coil, I was in Cincinnati, it's incredible. It's incredible. And many other cities, I just mentioned things on the top of my head, but, but every city had a Mokum Torah. So there, there is a, um, it, it should be promoted not as what do we do with all the light. It's, it's a, it's, it, should, it should be a mission. It should be something, a she'ifa. It's not shy of everybody. To move people to thinking out of town. If, if, if a person wants to be Marvitz Torah and be Mayfitz Torah, so this is this. Now, it needs infrastructure. Having a coil of a few in a light is very difficult. Not having a Moise Torah for kids, a reasonable Moise Torah. There are a lot of issues that need to be worked out. You can't just send people out. But it definitely needs to be part of his ideal. Everyone is different, but it, it should be something very much on the radar screen. I've experienced the, the beauty of out-of-town living for quite a few years. The Chazanish was asked about this question in the uh, late 1940s by Ramad Shulman, the Slabotka Rosh Hashiva, when it came time for Slabotka to choose a place where it should be built. He asked, would it be better to build the yeshiva in Bnei Brak when they were, where, where there already were a number of yeshivas, Panovich, for example, or would it be better to go to one of the cities of what was called then, or the Yishuv HaChadash? And the Chazanish told him that Torah is, is analogous to oil. And it says, the same way as electricity that powers oil is generated by a central power station, and from there, power is distributed, Klal Yisrael requires a central generator. And therefore, he encouraged that Bnei Barak would become an ear of yeshivas, from which Torah would be disseminated. What I think we understand from the ruling of the Chazinish is, is that, like the Rashiva mentioned before, we try to build as powerful a merkaz of Torah as we possibly can. And therefore, the decision to then become part of an out-of-town kihila is a decision that every younger man will make on his own as it benefits his own progress in Limud and his own Aliyah. There were some young alike who will benefit, and undoubtedly being out of town will be an Aliyah for them, and some young alike who are thriving in, in Besmedrish Gavoya. And that decision is a decision for an individual younger man. And we see that the Rabbi Neshalaylam 
who has given Klal Yisrael a haftoch of Shleit Tishokach mi Pizarai. The Rabbeinu Shalolam has consistently been ma'ur the Ruach of Yungalite to seek positions out of town, to accept the calling of out of town, and through that Torah is Keseda Mishazik. And therefore, the, I, th- I think I would just continue from where the Rashiva ended off. Primarily, we need a Ir HaTorah, which to those of you who are in Lakewood, you certainly know this, and those of you who are not from Lakewood, where the very air of Lakewood itself is saturated and pulsates with Eisek HaTorah, the Tifarta. The very air of Lakewood breathes Londus. The simple level of discussion and Chiyus HaTorah in an, so to speak, standard base Medrash in Lakewood is on the level beyond anywhere and out of town. And for a young man to be forged in that fire of Torah that Lakewood represents is an unparalleled experience and will give him the foundations for Limud HaTorah for life. And there's no disputing that. And when a young man then reaches a stage where his Aliyah would benefit him being out of town, it's a decision for every young man to make if that will be his Aliyah. But the Chazanish has told us that Klal Yisrael needs the central power station. You mentioned the Hizchaskas and Limit Atayur and Baruch from Achshadara. Great credit to Goddess Yisrael for their initiatives. The Shiva's book had a big effect. The Balabatish world is learning Tayur like never before. Question There are amazing apps and online shurim that make it hard for me to get out and go to Shul. The Megid Yishurim are wonderful. I could listen at my own pace. And I enjoy it. Is it fear to the old-time Magad Shir? He worked hard to prepare a Shir, and he has four people, but he can't compete with an app that I can pause, I can chazer something over, I can tap and research, and he doesn't say this, but I would also add, you could do double speed. Also a nice thing. Um, <laughs> a, a nice feature. Um, is it a positive or a negative? Like everything else... I remember when the Encyclopedia Talmudis came out and people decried it and said it's going to take away from Elis Torah and, and that's not called learning. I think everything has its place and it has um, where, it's, where it's effective and where it's good and where it becomes a problem. Sitting by a rav and a shir. Someone asked me, he has no rebbe, he has nobody turned to. Not, I said, find a shir by somebody that you admire, and go to the shir. Once you become a member of that, then the kesher is natural. Um, it, it, there needs to be, in a person's sidre halimut, having a rebbe figure teaching is a must. Part of, now, he doesn't have to have everything. He can do other things in, in ways that he finds useful. Uh, you know, uh, an app or, or, or recordings that are good, but that that be some place in a person's week, a Kesha with a, a living Rebbe learning, even if he can't move the speed up to twice, is is invaluable. It's the only real Kesha, and 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 it 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 it's it just that's like Shemoshemim I have a tsura of a person in front of me, and and that's that can never be replaced by plastic and, and metal. Just to continue where the Rosh Hashiva left off, I heard once from, from my Rebbe, Shlach Hashem Dvarevi Rapei, or Rabbi Shmuel Deit Shlita, where he once related from Rabbi Shach, that Rabbi Shach said, Vos dafen ze kumen heren mein seer. Why do they have to come and hear my shir? That's where Rabbi Shmuel told us that Rabbi Shach spoke, with the literature shin. 
They say much better than my Torah, and my Torah leapt. There's an interaction, there's a dynamism between a Rebbe and a Talmud. Many Kadmonim speak about the concept of even though that's not the way the Rishonim learned the Pasuk, but we find a lot of emphasis on this. The interaction, the ruchniyistika charge, the connection that exists. And Ba'atzam, there's a makar for this in a Gemara. But if I would see him before of, I would have been greater. He heard the same shir. But chazisi means I lack that same interaction. There's a fascinating tshuva in the Sefer Karen Ledovid where he discusses if one can make bircha satayra on a shir when one isn't hearing tayra mi piv of someone else. It's not tayra kinesinasa. In the beginning of Shir Hashim, Yishokeni Mineshikais Pihu, Torah is given by Ponim Beponim. And therefore, even though, of course, online resources, of course, are being Marbe Eisekat Torah, and certainly should be encouraged because it allows certainly a Kiyom of a Hogisa boy, but the, the, the Milui Hanefesh of Eisekat Torah is certainly lacking without the interaction of out the interaction upon him, upon him. There's a chesidish Once we open the door, chesidish um, vart. A tremendous vart from the chayzer. Someone, uh, I guess, misnaget asked the chayver, the chayzer. There's so many sperm around. What do you need a rebbe for? So he answered with chesidish vart. He said, "Val yidei avadecha, avadecha." Is the tzaddikim, the gutiyidin, the the rebbes, hanevim kasev, written nevim, lemur begin to talk. In other words, reading is 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 frozen, and even if you hear it on a computer, it's frozen. I once told this over as on a Purim. I told it over to my Shapiro, and he liked it. And I said, "You're that for me." So he gave me a little slap just to to keep me in line, kind of. A, he didn't, he didn't take compliments kindly. But the point is, like, like exactly what I said, it lives. And even if it's recorded, and, and it, so it's the sound, it's not the person. Not the chazise in front of. So it, to, to make Torah come alive, some kesha with the rav, maybe is important. A little bit of a follow-up on, on the, the Torah question. Somebody says, what do, what do the Chashu Rabbanim think about the fact that the school is, the shiva likes this topic. We've discussed it in the past. We live in a school-oriented society. He said the world of Limit Atayra and school seem to have merged into one. People uh, learn Zara Shemshin because it's, it's the school. This coming week is Yaretzat of the Basayan. A lot of people are going to be learning the Sefer, the Heilige Sefer, Basayan. Is it great? Because there's more Torah. They give out leaflets in the shul um, of Torah of people who zog to in their tzavais that they're going to be Meilat Yaisha for people if they learn their Torah. They give out... Uh, such thing. Is it a good thing? Cause more Torah, or is it something to be wary about? My chinuch is very litvish, and Torah should be Torah. Um, a person should have wise learning a sefer, like the Rambam says that leichish alamaka is that he's taking psukim in the Torah and making um, making refuah saguf out of it. I have, learning is the most important rochnis activity we do. 
And a person needs to make cheshbon nefesh. Why am I learning what? This I'm learning to know halacha. This I'm learning to be mekusha teresh peh. This I'm learning for divri musar and so on. That that I should so that I should knock out something because of a schooler. Then then it's this, it's a distortion of it. it. It's it's really something that it's part of the it's part of taking ruchnius and being mishamed it ruchnius. The whole mahalach of Ruchnis is we mafke ourselves from this world and go into a different world. That everything, every mitzvah becomes a school for something, and that Talmud Torah, I'm learning a certain, if, if a person finds a certain sefer inspires him, that's a sefer to learn. If he finds a certain sefer helps him um, learn, that's what he should learn. But, but as a school for something, it, it's, it's, it's just so. So what did they mean? These great heathen who are nifta, they were in the Tavayis heathen from hundreds of years ago. Learn my Torah, I'll be made to of you. They meant if, if you enjoy if, it. If, if, you, if you go, you'd have no time to learn if you go to every sefer that's a schooler. It, 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 it's, it's, it's something that's alien to, to my chinuch. It, it's, it's something that the, the, the school of Talmud Torah is to know Torah and, 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 and to be Dabak Baruch Hu, and that's, that should determine it. They had cheshbonis. I mean... It's a, it's, it's a different mahalach than, than I was brought up in Rebbein. Just to continue where the Rashiva ended, it, it's a difficult question to answer because we do find a certain Messiah for Limudim, the Amasugal, which have been come entrenched in Klal Yisrael. For example, just one that comes to mind, learning the famous Mikhtov of Rav Shemshan Astapolio, Erev Pesach. We do find certain Inyonim that we're encouraged to learn at certain times as a certain schooler. Being Oisik in Svarim because of the Havtochus of the Mechabrim, we do also find an example would be to make an effort to reprint the Svarim of the, of the Plotz Gegoin, the Maral Tzuntz, who promised that anyone who's Matpis is Svarim, he'll be Melitz for. So we, we do find that in, in a, to a certain degree, Klal Yisrael is Oisik in certain Limudim because they are they are masugal or have a certain auspicious time to be Isaac in them. I think, as Rashiva implied, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a question of prioritizing Isaac Atayra. Let's, for example, the question to mention the concept of learning the Sefer Zera Shimshain. I believe what the Mechaber meant, if I understood his Tavar correctly, was that person, when he's Isaac in Mikra, Chafetz Chaim writes, his Chiyuv is to be Shnai Mikra Vechatargum, Rashi, and then Ramban. But every year, every year, goes through Torah with a different purish usually. One year, a person is Ma'ayin and goes to Arachayim, Akadosh, and another year, Eswarim Kifir Etzayinai. What the Zerashimshan was saying is if a person has a choice of a Sefer that he would next like to be Isaac in, and this is part of his progress, the Zerashimshan is pleading with him that there's there's precious Torah in my Svarim. And if you're Isaac in that, that will be a schus for you. So a person in the Hanami who finds himself, for example, is in a base medrash and he's waiting for a few minutes before he, let's say, will start davening. And he sees a number of Varma Svarim on the shelf. And he has a question to take off this Sefer, this Sefer. can take it and be ma'ayin. Because that's what the Mechaba was speaking about. Have a, 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 a gefil and have, and, and have a desire to connect with my, with, with my Torah, and, and that will bring bracha. But again, to make that one's ikalimud ala Torah in place of Rashi and Ramban and, 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 and Yisaydais, I don't think the Zerah Shimshin himself meant. I feel like every year at the Agoda Convention, someone says, we live in an era when anti-Semitism and the sinner has never been higher. 
but this year it's truer than ever. What's the balance between laying low in Gullis and fighting for our rights? Recently, we saw a very strong and pronounced firm position in an election, and it raises our profile when we do this with all kinds of results. We have rights, but we also have an Achrayas in Gullis. We need zoning for shoals, but we're, the sin has never been higher. What's the balance? I, I sometimes wonder if we're not suffering from amnesia. I mean, when I was growing up on Lower East Side, I would always walk looking right, left, and back to see who's chasing after me. Um, my parents grew up in Europe, and being beaten up by Shkotsim was Maiz Mechal Yoim. Um, if you happen to go to the Holocaust Museum, you have the newspapers in America in the late 30s and early 40s, where in the classified section it said, only Christians need to apply, only Christians need to apply, no non-Christians, no non-Christians, on and on and on. I mean, read the accounts of people in Europe a in, in, hundred years ago, after World War I was in Ukraine, where, where they were butchering people. What was the Neville's great answer? I just wonder like how far back their memory stretches. I mean, did people, did people not read anything? I, I, I just, I just it, it can't, it, it makes no sense. It, 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 you know, what are you talking about? In Europe, a Jew was officially a second, third class citizen. This wasn't until the war. Even now, go in Europe, it's not, as a Jew, you feel different. There's reasons for it. So, so, so just this whole music, it's never been worse I, I don't know, people are suffering from Alzheimer's, the national Alzheimer's. It, 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 it's incredible. I, I, just, I just, the type of hype, never, ever, ever. I always say over, I, I, one of my, my fondest memories of my children, one of my children, he spoke early and with a lot of confidence. He must have been five years old at the time, and he had a whopping argument with his sisters about something. They were much older than him. And he stormed out, like with his hands holding, and says, in all my life, I never heard anything like this. Like, I remember, and, you know, he's little, he's four or five, I don't know, whatever it is. So, first of all, I think we need to put ourselves in proportion. Baruch Hashem, we are living, in terms of that, in best of times. HaKadosh Baruch does make it uncomfortable. It's not... It, we're, not, it, 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 we're not desired or wanted. We, we keep ourselves different. The Ran, the Drosharan, has a big arichas about what, what the cause of anti-Semitism. And he says, look in Drosharan, he says, because we're different. And he brings the Chazal, that, you know, because he, 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 he we're, we're different, and he brings the Chazal and the Psukim. You, no one likes someone who is really different. So we need to understand that. We need to be proud of it. And we need to deal with situations as they come and go. But I don't think there's a holistic mahalach that someone has that will, that will change it. Just to pick up where the Shiva left off. I think there's a fundamental misunderstanding in the way the question is being asked. That that Klal Yisrael engages in Hishtadlos or Shtadlonos, as it's traditionally called, we have a Messiah from, as the Ramban writes in the beginning of Pashas Vayishlach, based on the Medrash Rabbah, that there's something called Doiroin, Tfilah, and Milchama. 
And the Ramban brings at each time that the Chachmei Yisrael would go to Roimi, they would learn Hai Parshasa, to understand how to approach our interactions with government officials. And the office of Shtadlon and the effort in Shtadlonus is an institution that exists on the Zman of the Rishonim, very familiar with the book Rabbi Yossaman of Roshaim and other famous Shtadlon. Shtadlonus is not what makes Klal Yisrael hated. The Kliyoka writes, both in Kliyoka Alater and Oilis Ephraim, as is mentioned also in the Chuvas of the Neid of Yehuda and the Chuvas of the Chasim Seifer and others. But there's a concept about which the Oilis Ephraim writes very sharp, and that is we are menaker the Eine Hagoyim with our Shachtsonos. When we build palatial homes, when we flaunt wealth, when we drive grand cars, we are being menaker Eine Hagoyim. That is what the Kliyoka writes. The Gemara in Taino says, Yo'o aniyuso liyisrael. The state in which Klal Yisrael is supposed to exist in Golos is in a state of aniyus. Klal Yisrael are supposed to be in terms of their, their outward expression. They're supposed to be shfeilim. But that doesn't in any way contradict the need for shtadlonus. The need for shtadlonus, according to the Ramban, is a parasha batayra. That's not what causes sinner. What causes sin are the Kleokard and the other, and as we mentioned, the other Kadmonium write clearly. And in that area, certainly, we see Klal Yisrael has struggled throughout the Doris. And if Yehuda writes about the Takonis that would be applied to Chasanas in Prague, because he says, Malohem for, the, for Klal Yisrael to be Mistoivim, the big day, Rikmo Meshi, and be Menakeh the Ene Hagoyim, very similar Loshan. That is what Rabbi Sein told us, is what causes anti Semitism. And those two ideas, we don't seem to connect. And the reason is because the Gemara says in Masech the Shabbos, Yisrael b'nei melochim. That even an Oni in Klal Yisrael uses Shem and Shalveret. Because Klal Yisrael see themselves as b'nei melochim. And Klal Yisrael, as soon as they're able and are given the chance by the Umar Sa'ilam, begin to live lives of b'nei melochim. And that, Rabbi Seinu told us, is actually much more of a cause of anti-Semitism than Shtadlonus, which other Rabbi is the duty of Klal Yisrael to be able to be Isaacim. So the week here, let's say this week, uh, Trump met with a famous entertainment figure, anti-Semite, and people condemning and not condemning and making statements. Is there any reason, Allah, we do a of does it even make a difference? Do we care? It, it should be dealt with rationally, cold way. If someone's expecting him because he was my friend yesterday, he's not going to have this guy over now, a person has to ask himself what's going to get good results. And not, not think that there are people that love us and not demand to be fair. The, the whole idea that a mass or matin, it has to be done dispassionately and coldly. I mean, st- starting up with somebody will turn him off or not. How are we going to deal with it? The idea that we have a lot of good answers, going back to something that Deutsch said, we can say, what do you mean? We earned the money, we worked hard, my parents said, all is good and fine. But, tachlis, what does it cost? Somebody was, once, um, somebody was once waving a red schmata in front of a bull that was charging. A guy calls out, Meshugna, what are you doing? I says, Yechbun Meshugna, this, this bull got anger management problems, and I'm the crazy one? <laughs> it, 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 I mean, so saying, says, hey, you're talking, Trump that has a Yiddish descent, he should be invited. That's my husband. My husband is to, with dealing with 
people. What will keep things in, in quiet and will keep ourselves on the radar screen? Is it fear? No. But Baruch Hashem, we have to do what we have to do, just like when you're starting up with somebody who's stronger, who's bully, who's irrational. You do what you do to keep yourself protected, which usually means being under the radar screen low. You have to use shikala das when do you need to make the protest and when do you need not. Annoying somebody by over-protesting or not standing up at the moment you're supposed to, it requires a shikal hadas. What's, what's the smart way to go about it? I would only briefly add that perhaps a nakuda to share with the tzibur is that we identify far too personally with the personalities of, the polit- of politicians. I once heard the Dover Nifla from Remichel Sherkin, Eris Moshe, where he described a visit that the Satmira of Rabbi Eilish had together with a very prominent politician who had come to the Satmirov to gain the from vote. And he spoke in Yiddish in a language which the Satmirov didn't understand. And he asked the person next to him, I think it was Herzke Friedman, he said, gesagt. That is, I mean, in a moment of understanding that this is a political opportunity and established, but there was a clear sense, an oral. We far too identify as and give sort of hero status and, and, and Moshia status to politicians who are Pusei Erech. Their, their value is only because Leiv Malachim Besarim Biyad Hashem, not more than that. The Briski Rosh Hashiva Shliter Mishua once criticized the Tzibur for being so right wing. And he said, What's consecrated about the right? Kol Kulo is just Why are we concerned and why are we identifying? Bear in mind, Vusa Durul Gazakt. I wanted to add my side once saw from Yosef Chaim Zonnefeld, it shows the old-time pikchis and hanhaga of daily Israel. He was the rov of the Yishuv Yishlaim. The Yishuv Yishlaim was not in great shape and had to keep its head above water with everyone around. But here I am, and there was a psur loitoiva that the head of the church, I don't know which one of the churches, passed away, and... Um, the, the, they came to inform the, the church came to inform Yosef Chaim that the Leviah is going to be tomorrow, two days, 10 o'clock in the morning so it's a quandary um, on the one hand political, realpolitik demanded that he participate there was a, they needed the cordial good relationship, on the other hand he had some shyness with, halachically at the ceremony um, you know, the, whatever nyanim of Avadizar there would be. And he debated it. And the night before, he told, he asked his chamish to, to come at a quarter to ten to his house, to, to his uh, house, to his, to his uh, apartment. So Rebbe Chaim lived in what's called now, right across Harazesim. So he came at quarter to two. Chaim sat with him looking out the window, he had a clock, whatever it was. When the clock 
struck 10 o'clock. He said, let's go. They ran down the mountain. They started running up the mountain. Chaim was not a young man. He was huffing and puffing and sweating. And, and he got there right as soon as the ceremony was over. Mamish, ois mensch, he came up with a heart attack. And, and the Galochim told him, Oi, Rabbi, you didn't have to. You look so bad. And he said, no, the covet of the, of the Nifter Men and so on and so forth. That's Chachma. Um, he, 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 to, to be able to understand how to convey the feelings without being or even certain, that's real Chachma. I wanted to share that story. So Chaim knew that it was a Gaish thing it would start on time. What? He knew it was going to start on time. It was, it was Gaish. I'm gonna, <laughs> we're going to end with this question. I'm scared to write the question, but I have found this panel to be honest and real year after year, so I'll try. I daven for Mashiach, like everybody else, but quite simply, I'm scared. I tend to anxiety in general, and here, with no real idea what to expect, I have trouble feeling that yearning. I don't know what I'll answer when they ask me in the next world if I awaited the Gula. So, the person threw in a word... I suffer from anxiety in general. And this is a broad topic. Baruch Hashem, it's 12 o'clock now, so we can uh, finish and uh, we can run up to our rooms without a breath. And, you know, and, and uh, the, 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 um, we need, when we look at our emotions in relationship to Yiddishkeit, emotional well-being is part of it. A person who suffers from anxiety so the maizim he does includes the anxiety. And therefore, I would first need to find out if he's suffering from anxiety, it has nothing to do with your shemayim. It's a wonderful person, but he needs to take care of anxiety first. And that's why I would first and foremost work with that. Because I need to ask myself, when I stand Shemayim Esra, do I feel I'm standing lifting Hashem? When I'm learning, when I'm reading Krishna, do I feel I'm being When I'm learning Torah, do I feel that's it's asking a lot, a lot that a person should should put himself in 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 in, in the matzav of of living it the way it should be done. So, so um, across the board, we go through the ma'asim, we do our best to get feeling in it, and and yes, the kufis the marshal like the, the, the Zman of the morning for the Chorbim is a Zman we should be Ma'ir more. Just like Rosh Hashanah Zman is Ma'ir There are times of the year when, when it should be Ma'ir but, but just a person saying we, 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 we should never confuse issues that have to do with being able to put our emotions in the right place to, to, to religious issues. Just perhaps to continue from where the Shiva left off. I would assume that the person's anxiety is because he's been taught that the Zman of Yomay Samashiach is the Zman of Mola Oretz Deo, Kamaim Layam Chasim. He was taught the Lashon of the Rambam that the Chachomim and the Nevi'im only desired Yomay Samashiach in order to be Isaac Batayro and Bizeicha Lechaya Olam Haba. And therefore, his anxiety is Am I ready to live a life where the atmosphere and the expectation? And the demand will be to be so dedicated to Limo Datayra that I'm anxious thinking about whether I can live up to that expected intensity. Endless Shavuos night with no cheesecake. <laughs> I'm sorry? Just Shavuos night with no cheesecake. Shavuos night, precisely. 
And therefore the person is anxious thinking, you know, and we certainly have certain pronouncements that were made by Gedele Yisrael. Rabbi Aaron Leib Yomav used to say, and when Yidin would rechts to him and say, you know, Moshiach Tavshen Kumen, he says, Moshiach Vet Kumen, Vet Nesh Tafilu Kukun Afmir. The idea that and that causes anxiety to think, will I be able to live up to that exalted atmosphere, that intensity that we're so afraid of, that atmosphere of Avedas Hashem which will drive us in to, and perhaps force us to be bigger than what we're ready to be. I think, that the, I think perhaps to address the question, and the MS, that is something that we do need to think about. We need to think about, are we living life towards being roi to the ma'ar etzdeo kemayim layam chasin? But I think what we can add is by focusing on the end of the Rambam. That be'ikr, what we will feel in Yemaisa Mashiach is the removal of all the anguish and the confusion, the complexity and the lack of clarity that doesn't allow naturally our innate wish of Anishamas to connect to the Rabbi Nishlam to become manifest. And so I think we can explain to the person that the anxiety comes from the impossible tension between knowing where your gufonius and your gashmius and your ritzonius are holding and the ruchnius that you'll be expected to live up to. And that contradiction will become so much more relieved, so much more, so much more smooth because the whole bria will be elevated to a place where that impossible tension between guf and nefesh will be so much more clear that so much of the cause of the tension will no longer exist. Therefore, we anticipate an entirely different concept of toiv and a perception of toiv to return to the beginning, and therefore the place for anxiety will be so much more mitigated. It, it reminds me of a shayla that a, a, a young bocher once asked, discussing the concept of of Schar Elam Habo and the Hatova of the Oineg, of the Idun of the Neshamas in, 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 in Gan Eden. And I think, if I remember, he asked, as someone British, I'm not sure if I fully appreciate the depth of his question, but he said, Is there going to be a World Series in Elam Habo? To me, the idea of seven games and innings, it's a little beyond me, but Naniach, that is a place to get very uh, moved by this. And essentially, although the story is whimsical, but essentially the point is that all the hana in such a thing will have no relevance. It won't even be something which you'll recognize or be able to perceive as something pleasurable because the whole concept of pleasure will change. And therefore we can, in Chazak, the person asking the question by saying that anxiety comes from the tension between demands that can't be resolved I mean, I can only end off by, with the words we started. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.